BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, U.S. service members, and first responders who die or are catastrophically injured in the line of duty and homeless veterans. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us by the men and women who risked their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs walks and climbs a year and dozens of golf outings and barbecues the tunnel to towers 9-11 institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about america's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget more than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to tunnel to towers goes to its programs never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes donate 11 dollars a month to tunnel to towers at t2t.org that's t the number two t.org Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working on the cover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. 
We have some trouble going on in the White House, some tension. We'll talk about that. We have more looting stuff. We have lives being lost. And that tough-talking Tampa sheriff, we're about to interview him. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. Uh-oh, we got some potential trouble between President Donald Trump and Mark Esper. And before we go to Esper's comments about the military in American cities, let's clarify a couple things. One, Donald Trump said it would be a last resort. He said it would be if these cities do not take the reins on these things, start protecting their people, he would step in and do it. Two, I'm the one who didn't love the idea. Remember, I told you all this yesterday. I don't love the idea, and I don't love the idea for this reason. One, I'm not even sure that's legal. Two, you really don't want the President of the United States to be able to order the American military to just operate on American soil. That's no go. But three, and this is the most important part, the American military is not trained for many of these actions. They're not made to do it. Don't get me wrong. They're well-trained. They're very capable. These guys are some amazing warfighters now, especially since we've been stuck fighting somewhere for 20 years. We have experience. We have good leadership. However, it is not the mission of, say, a Marine Corps infantry platoon to stand on the street, to stop looters. You probably do not want to know what the United States Marine Corps infantry would do to stop looters. I don't think we need that in American cities, especially at a time where, my word, what do we do with this devastation? We are divided. I don't think we need even more dead Americans than we already have laying on American streets. That was my only point. I'm not sitting here blasting away at President Trump about it because I understand why he did what I what he did, and I part of me agrees. I mean, part of me does agree. If you're if you're the president of the United States and you're watching an amazing city like New York City burn, and we have the mayor, that idiot De Blasio of New York City, who's openly working against his own police officers, we'll talk about that later on. What are you supposed to do as president? You have the city that may be the biggest symbol of America to all the world on fire. How long can you let that go? Probably not too long. Nevertheless, Mark Esper stood up today, said this. I've always believed and continue to believe that the National Guard is best suited for performing domestic support to civil authorities in these situations in support of local law enforcement. I say this not only as Secretary of Defense, but also as a former soldier and a former member of the National Guard. The option to use active duty forces in a law enforcement role should only be used as a matter of last resort and only in the most urgent and dire of situations. We are not in one of those situations now. I do not support invoking the Insurrection Act. Well, that's going to be a problem. You see, even though part of me agrees with Mark Esper, although I would argue we, some of these cities are, are in dire situations and about to be. We'll get to some of those reasons in a minute. You still can't say that, bud. I, I'm sorry, do we, have we completely lost how the chain of command works in the United States of America anymore? I mean, are people unaware of this? I work for the first, right? That's who I work for. 
I'm glad you all enjoy the show. I'm glad you tune in every single night after the, the Bill O'Reilly show now. I'm, I'm glad. At 9, 9 p.m. Eastern, every single night, I'm here. You got Bill at 8 p.m., you got me at 9, everybody's through it. I'm, my emails are filling up. Everybody loves it. It's good, right? But I still work for the first. I don't own the first. I'm not in charge of the first. I'm not allowed to get up there on camera somewhere and say, man, I got to tell you, the first kind of sucks. Wait, what? One, they don't, so I don't have to worry about saying that. But two, why do American employees now think they can trash their boss? You're Mark Esper. You work for the President of the United States of America. You serve at his behest. With the snap of his fingers, you're gone. If you have a disagreement with the President of the United States, and by the way, I agree mainly with what Mark said, but if you have a disagreement with the President of the United States of America, what are you thinking? Standing up at the podium and announcing that to everybody for all the world to see? Has this entire nation forgotten how the employer-employee relationship works? Has this entire nation forgotten that everything doesn't have to be out in the open all the time? Mark, bro, I, you're old enough to know better. You're not some 16-year-old snot-nosed kid with his first job. If you have a disagreement with the boss, either keep it to yourself or tell him in private. You watch. Mark's going to get fired now. You watch. You know, how, you know why they call me Jesse the Oracle Kelly? I mean, I gave myself that nickname, and I'm hoping it catches on. But you know why they call me that? Is it because I make these amazing predictions that always turn out to be right? Well, sometimes they turn out to be right. I just don't replay the ones that turn out to be wrong. Um, I'm telling you right now, Mark Esper is about to be fired. This guy's going to get fired. And he has nobody but himself to blame. What a moron. Now, on to the simple things. The straightforward things. People are dying out here, man. People are dying. I care very much about these small businesses. I care about the looting. I care about Target. I care about the mom and pop shop. I care about all that. But none of that matters as much as people's lives. Look at David Dorn, 77 years old. 77 years old, obviously former police officer, gunned down trying to protect a shop from looting. The man serves his community for years, serves his community for years, a life of service, lives to the ripe old age of 77, and he gets gunned down by some punk kids? That's not right. What's happening right now is not right. And if you're one of these people trying for your woke points by encouraging these disgusting protests, look in the mirror and look at that picture of David Dorn. These people are dying out there. Amal. President stood up to his credit and said, quote, Our highest respect to, to the family of David Dorn, a great police captain from St. Louis who was viciously shot and killed by despicable looters last night. We honor our police officers perhaps more than ever before. Thank you. And remember this. All this talk is about racism, right? Race this, race that, race this, race, race that. These are black communities that are being destroyed. These are black communities that are being destroyed. 
If this is about protecting black people from, poli from police brutality, we've seen more brutality in the last week than ever before. You're brutalizing your own communities. I don't understand it. They're letting these Antifa guys get in and do it. The actual black people from the communities are doing it. Black gangs are doing it. These suburban right, uh, white kids doing their riot vacation thing are doing it. It's despicable, man. Look at this poor shop owner. Problem that bothers me, you says black lives matter. I work here part time. Plus, I'm a part owner of this store. You said black lives matter. Why don't you choke me? I'm black. Tell him, sister. Look what you did to my store. Tell him, sister. Look. Look Tell him, what sister. you did to my store. Tell him, sister. That's like, because I got they back. These are my Look. dudes right here. Good Look men. Look things you've done. Good men. Look. But black lives matter. We've been here all night cleaning up. All night cleaning. Because you got black people now, standing right here with them. Black tell people. me right. black lives matter. Exactly. You lied. You wanted to loot in the store. You needed money. Get a job like I do. Stop stealing. This is the neighborhood. We're trying to build it up and you tearing it down. That's powerful, man. That's powerful. She's right. Good for her. God bless her. Hopefully she can get back on her feet. Hopefully they're up and running again because this is something else I'm worried about. Where do these businesses go? Do they stay? Would you stay? You even have a woman right there. You clearly can hear in her voice, I'm interested in building up my community and good for her. That's wonderful. Do you even build there again? Or do you say, screw it, I'm out of here? That's going to happen a lot with a lot of these businesses. And so at the end of all this, so then you're, when you've had all your fun, you've broken down everything, you killed people, you rioted, you burned stuff down, woohoo, we had a time for a week. You still have to go back home in the end. And what have you done to it? Freaking ruined it, man. Look at this guy. This is heartbreaking. Today, we found core boy Bala, who invested his life savings into opening this sports bar, cleaning up. While our camera was there, looters came back to try to steal his safe. Right, trying to steal the safe. I don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna work so hard to get you. His life savings gone. Disgraceful, man. We need to do better as a country. I don't like the direction we're going. We are racing in opposite ways quickly. Somebody better fix it. All of that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, you need a good night's sleep tonight, and I've got news for you. You need one every night. Do you know that you spend a third of your life in bed? One third of your life is spent in bed. Do you think that one third should be spent tossing and turning? And I don't want to hear anymore. This Jesse is nothing I can do about it. I lay in bed and I start thinking about things. Uh, I've told you about Ebb's sleep told you about it for a long time now. It targets those thoughts without sleeping pills, without drugs. It's a wearable device that calms your thoughts and puts you to sleep. Go to tryeb.com slash jesse. That's tryebb.com slash jesse. Use the promo code jesse at checkout. Get yourself 25 bucks off. Go get one. All right. We'll be back. I'm going to show you a few things before I go off on a little rant here, but I want you to watch them all 
And I want you, as you watch them, because let's be honest, you're a pretty advanced thinker if you're watching my show, I want you to think about what they all have in common. All right, I'm gonna link them up for you at the end. So while you're watching them, think about what they all have in common. First of the three, a Monmouth University, or Monmouth, I actually don't know how to say that because I didn't go to college. A Monmouth University poll found that college-educated young Americans are more likely to think the actions of protesters are justified. That's number one. Number two, this is the New York Times writer. Um, go ahead and listen. Destroying property which can be replaced is not violence. And to put those things, uh, to use the exact same language to describe those two things, I think really um, it's, not, it's not moral to do that. So, yes, I, I think any reasonable excuse me, any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property. But these are not reasonable times. Mm -hmm. Finally, for the uh, grand finale, please enjoy this video of white people asking forgiveness. in common you ready for it it's all because of the american education system now i know what you're thinking what, what are you talking about how could that be walk with me here walk with me do you want to know how we get here first of all a monmouth university poll showing the college educated students right college educated young people what do you think that is do you think that's just youth do you think you miraculously, when you're younger, think America's a racist place, and as you get older, you realize it's not? Allow me to tell you. Here's what happens to you and me. You have your little Johnny. You got your two or three little kids, and you love them. I love you guys. All right, it's time for school. Off to kindergarten. And they go off to school. And what do they learn? Well, we're learning our ABCs and things like that. And I mean, maybe a little bit about global warming. It doesn't hurt to do a kindergarten project on that now and then, right? Right? And then as they start to advance through the grades, and I'm not making this up. You can look at the curriculums yourself. As they advance through the grades, they start to dig into more history stuff, especially American history. Now, we have a great country, right? Big, powerful, done a lot of amazing things in the world. Do you want to know what your kids learn about America? You really want to know? Here's what they learned. It really only focuses on a few things. One, you learn about the great saintly Native Americans who were here when we got here, who never harmed a hair on anybody's head, and the Americans came in and we it was a genocide. This is genocide. You hear that word a lot. And then once that's done, they'll move right along to slavery and how we were founded on slavery, and America's about slavery and slave, slave, slave. And then once we move on from that, we'll move right on over to the civil rights movement and those crappy laws that treated black people like crap. And right about then, 
we'll hit a little World War II stuff because we got to hit that big boy. And then right about the time the commies start massacring over 100 million people worldwide, I think we're done here. And you don't notice it because your kid's doing a history project on the Native Americans, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? We do want to educate people on what did happen, and there were several horrible things that happened. And obviously, slavery's horrible, and we do want them to learn about that. I'm not saying that. But what you don't notice is propaganda is not just lies. Propaganda is what it omits. That's the key to propaganda. What you don't notice is little Johnny's doing his slavery report. And little Johnny's doing his uh, genocide of the Native Americans report and the Civil Rights report. And, man, that's weird. Do you remember little Johnny doing a report on why limited government is important? Uh, Honey, do you remember? I don't think he... Because he never did. Because of all the things they learn about America, they never learn about limited government being what made America great. What made America what it is today? Why? Well, there's a lot of reasons to that. And then they'll go through all school like this, and they're watching TV, too. What are you seeing right now when you turn on the television set? What are your children seeing right now when you turn on the television set? Do you turn on the news for them? Do you? Do you turn on maybe Nickelodeon for them? Just random channels. It's just a commercial. All right, I got to go put a little laundry in. Just uh, just watch uh, watch this sitcom. What's the harm? As soon as the sitcom goes to commercial break, you get an advertisement from, a, from an American corporation. They're all over the place. Major League Baseball, Best Buy's putting things out, Etsy's putting things out. All over the, the video game, Call of Duty. Everybody's putting out statements. We need more equality. We need equality. Justice. There's no justice. And what's your child going to think if you're not right there correcting them? Man, America's racist. Golly. Well, Well, of course, it's a child. They're going to believe it unless you're right there correcting them every step of the way. And then eventually we send them off to the universities, also known as commie finishing schools, where they really learn how bad America sucks. And ladies and gentlemen, about 18, 19, 20, 22 years of that, and now you get to university polls talking about how young people think America's racist and crappy. You have a New York Times writer. Did you hear that idiot New York Times writer about how destroying property is in violence? Do you want to know who that person is? That person is the architect of something called the 1619 Project of the New York Times. It's essentially a project to show everybody about the racism of American history. I'm not making this up. You're welcome to go look it up on your own. It basically walks everybody through how everything in America was racist and oppressive to black people and it sucks and I know what you're thinking right now well who cares about that pink haired lady and her 1619 project I don't read the New York Times do you have your kid in school do you know that that lady who said that her 1619 project it's in already over 3500 school curriculums across the country oh it's not the New York Times It's what your kid and my kid, it's what they're learning in school. Just how bad America sucks. And you do that for how many years and how many years and how many years. And finally, the third story, you get to an entire group of white people kneeling before a group of black people begging forgiveness for sins they didn't commit. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're seeing right now, this anger, there's a lot to it. 
There's a lot to it. But so much of it, it's based on a lie. I'm about to tell you a number. You're going to think I'm lying about this number. However, you can go look it up yourself. It's true. Do you know that there were roughly 10 million arrests by police officers last year in America? It's not abnormal. 320, 325 million people. It's a big country. You know that there were 1,000 deadly shootings? Do you know how many unarmed men the police killed last year? In total, all of them, all of 2019? 41. Do you know how many of them were white? 19. Do you know how many were black? Nine. Nine. I'm not, I didn't say 900. I didn't say 9,000. I didn't say 900,000. Now, I want you to merge this for me. Merge what you've seen in the news for the past week about protests and equality and justice and racism and racist cops and race, 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 with nine dead. Nine. That's real. And you know a conversation I got to have last night with a buddy of mine? No joke. Walked in. Hanging out, he's watching something on TV. I asked him what he's watching. He said he's watching the George Floyd protests. I said, oh, okay. And he said, man, this is absolutely terrible. And I said, what, the looting? He said, no, the racism, the, this, this, this racism. I can't believe we're still fighting it in this country. I said, what racism? What are you talking about? Uh, explain to me. Well, this racism by the cops, how are we still doing this? And just as he said this, a man was being interviewed on the TV. It was a black dude, and the guy put the microphone in the black dude's face, and the black dude says, they're out here killing us, man. They're killing us. And my buddy's like, you see what I mean? And I said, um, yeah, that's not true. And he comes at me, not hard. What are you talking about? Dude, don't be one of these denier people. Don't be part of the problem. And so you know what I told him? I told him, go look it up tonight. Just whenever you get a moment, go look up the, the facts. Go look up the numbers. Not the narrative, not the media, not the news, not the social media, not the signs waving around all over the place. Just take some time and go look up the facts. And you know what that man texted me this morning? Didn't have to explain, didn't need an explanation. He texts me, oh man, my bad. You were right. All I texted him back was 10-4. You see, not only was it coronavirus and a million other scandals before that, we as Americans trust narratives more than we trust facts. And now, I'll get in trouble, not by the first, mind you, I'll get in trouble for this segment I just did. Now, if you even bring up hard and fast statistics, black and white statistics on a piece of paper that challenge the narrative everybody has already decided on, it creates outrage. People get furious about that. Think about everything you've seen for the past week. Every single thing you've seen. All in the name of racism. Stopping racism. Equality. All that stuff. Think about all of it. Everything. The burnings, the lootings, the riots. Even the peaceful ones. The parades and racism. Black Lives Matter. For nine people. Nine. I'm not saying each one of those lives didn't matter, but we don't even know if those nine, we don't even know their, we don't even know the color of the officer. We don't know anything. We don't know that murder of George Floyd. 
we don't know that that was racially motivated. Does that blow you away? All these racism protests? I mean, yes, it was a white cop. George Floyd was a black dude. We know it's basically a murder. I can look at it on TV. I, I, don't, I, don't, I have eyes. I'm not denying that. Who decided it was racially motivated? Anybody? I mean, we have an American press destroying this cop, and rightfully so. We know by now they've looked under every single book. Every, there's got to be something on this guy. Hey, find out what he did in the fifth grade. Nobody's uncovered any racism. Nobody? Nobody's uncovered a Facebook post? An old tweet? A text message he sent to his buddy? Maybe the guy's just a scumbag. Maybe he's just a bad cop. But the nation saw it and decided racism, and off to the races we go. And now people are dead. Now people's livelihoods are wiped out. Be very, very, very careful about the narrative. Always be willing to challenge the narrative. Whatever everybody in your life is telling you is real. Whatever everybody in your life is telling you, you have to think. Yes, both on the left and the right. That does not mean you have to think it. You think for yourself. Don't even take everything I tell you and think, well, that's what Jesse said. It must be true. You think for yourself at all times. And don't you ever form an opinion based on what's going to catch you the least amount of heat. Try to form the right opinion. All right, we got more. Well, you probably by this point in time have seen the video that made its way around the world in the past 24 hours. And that video was the great Sheriff Grady Judd of Polk County telling people, um, don't come harass my citizens. We own guns here. Sheriff, I have to ask. In this world of political correctness, if everybody has to be nice and we just have to understand everyone, what in the world gives a law enforcement officer the guts to stand up and talk like that these days? Well, you know, there had been a lot of social media pieces that came out and it said, we're coming into the neighborhoods and we're going to take ours. So there had been some direct threats that we weren't able to run to ground. I made that abundantly clear whenever I gave the warning that, look, in Polk County, Florida, we like guns, we own guns, and our people know how to shoot guns. And quite frankly, they're loaded. So if you think you're going to come up to someone's home, break in to rob or steal or create arson, you can believe that our folks know that they're going to blow you back out of the house. I didn't think that was such a stark revelation. I mean, what would you do if a person or a group of people came to your house and started breaking in with bats or knives or guns to cause you or your children or your wife harm? You would stop them. And that's exactly what I said. Oh, well, you, you nailed it. And judging by the outrage out there, you really, really nailed it. That's how you can tell you told the truth. Sheriff, I have been worried, extremely worried, especially over the past few days, by these bigger cities, the, the, obviously the large urban areas. We can see the destruction over there. I've been worried these people are going to get enough, you know, enough wind under their sails. They are going to start pushing into the suburbs, into the more rural areas. Do you have that concern, and have you started to see any of that? 
Well, here's what we've seen uh, throughout the central Florida area and ostensibly across the nation. There was a horrific act when that police officer in Minneapolis put his knee on the throat of that man. And ultimately the man died from the conduct of the police. And the other police officers stood around and did nothing. That is horrific beyond words. And certainly people have a right to protest and, and make their feelings known. And I support that. But when you see looting and rioting and burning, that has nothing to do with good government or First Amendment rights or the need to speak out against horrific conduct as we saw in Minneapolis. That is criminal conduct. So that's what we're seeing. We're seeing anarchists that are embedding themselves with what I call honest to goodness, law-abiding citizens that want to express their frustration with government and with that particular instance. And then once the, what I call the legitimate demonstration is over with, we see these other folks materialize. Normally it's close to or at dark, and then under the cover of darkness, they're looting, they're rioting, they're tearing up stuff. That takes all the focus away from the true issue here, and that's the horrific conduct by that police officer. Oh, but don't forget, that's not what they're there for anyway. They're there to loot, to rob, to steal, to burn, not to express themselves that there needs to be change. Sheriff, have you seen a huge change in the past five, 10 years in the way law enforcement relates to its community? Has, has, that, has that relationship improved? Has it degenerated? I, I, you talk to one cop, he'll say one thing. Another cop will say another thing about the cell phone era. You know, you guys wade through the muck every day. And as soon as you have a bad moment, it's all caught on videotape. Has that made things worse for you, better for you? What's been that progression? Well, I can, I can tell you that we coach every day here at the sheriff's office and have for decades that you can't create relationships in the middle of the riot. So we work every day very hard and have for decades in our community to create partnerships and friendships, relationships, and improve the community. We have seen our relationships throughout Polk County and our communities improve significantly. There's always a few people that want to play gotcha. There's a few people that hate government and hate the police. And there's a few people that don't want to be accountable or responsible to the rules of society. So they take it out on us because we're the enforcers of the rule. And those people have used video cameras and they've used gotcha moments and legitimate abuse by citizens of police can never be tolerated. And I can assure you out of a million police officers and hundreds of millions of interactions with our citizens, every now and then there's gonna be a rogue cop and they have to be held accountable. But what they do is they clip legitimate police conduct issues where someone may be resisting us. So they clip out all the resistance and then they put up on social media this police brutality, when we all know that it wasn't police brutality, it was a legitimate arrest and the people were legitimately resisting, but they don't put that out. 
So that has become somewhat frustrating. But the reality of it is the good people understand that the bad people are never going to like the cops. So we just value our community relations. We enjoy them and we look out for all of the community and we just do what's right every day. And if somebody gets out of line, we hold them accountable as they should be. Sheriff, why are you so pro-civilian gun ownership? You would think by some of the rhetoric that's out there these days that, that every single cop wants the guns out of the hands of the citizens. You clearly are not one of those guys. Why? Oh, that's not, that, that is exactly right. Because we have a Second Amendment right under the Constitution of the United States to bear arms. And quite frankly, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And when seconds count, the police are only minutes away. So we can rush in and write a great report, collect a lot of good evidence. But if somebody's threatening you at this second, we're not going to be there when you need us. You're going to have to protect yourself and your family from violent attack until we can arrive and we'll take over from there. So I encourage everyone, don't be a cowboy, don't be aggressive. But possess your firearms if you're comfortable with them. Learn how to use them. Know the laws. Know that you can protect yourself and your family from violent harm, from robbery, from rape, from assault meant to kill you. That's just the American way. And I don't understand people that say, well, just call the police. Well, that's very difficult when someone's on top of you beating you with a bat to dial 911 and expect us to get there in time to help. We'll never be there in time to help. How about that? This man needs to run for higher office. Grady, Sheriff, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for giving us some time tonight. Thank you, sir. Y'all have a great day. You too. You heard it from the sheriff. All right, we'll be back. Joining me now to talk about all this garbage going on is Jillian Anderson. You probably recognize her. She's a former Bachelor contestant, and now she's an ambassador for the Falkirk Center and Turning Point USA. Jillian, American troops in U.S. cities. A lot of people say it's necessary. Clearly, Donald Trump's all about it. Clearly, Mark Esper is not necessary all about it, and that's causing some friction. Where do you stand on it? I mean, I think that the, you know, I, I'm not a, a professional at this, but what I'm hearing and the people that I'm talking to, I think it's absolutely necessary that the mayors and the governors really step in to make sure we take care of our cities, that people aren't getting hurt and people aren't losing their businesses or they're ruining their homes and losing their cars and things like that. I think they just have to step up and make sure that we can peacefully protest. And I think that using military force should be the last resort, but I think it's, you know, it's going to be hard to stomach with these mayors and things. They have to step up first. What do we do? You brought it up about the mayors. Uh, uh, look, it's not abnormal for U.S. cities or any city to be the more left-leaning, you know, kind of progressive type thing. Only now we're seeing something way different in America's cities. We have the mayor of New York City openly siding with the rioters and against his own police department. And I am worried we're going to see American cities empty in the coming years. Am I wrong? I hope not. I mean, you know, I live in D.C. now, and 
a lot of these areas of DC have been built up in the last few years and they're beautiful places and it took a lot to make these areas safe and to be able to shop there and have businesses there and to live there. And it's gonna take a long time to rebuild this, you know, to rebuild all these areas and to rebuild all these things that were lost that were barely hanging on during COVID, these businesses, and now they're all gone. What do we do about that situation? We were already facing a $4 trillion deficit. We're already facing 50, 60 million people out of work. Now we have burned down the poorest areas of the country. Uh, we have an economic recovery here that's going to take some time, and our poorest of the poor are now completely wiped out. Where do we even go from here? I think we need to handle a situation right now. I mean, we have... COVID was one thing, and now we're getting hit with these protests, and we need to come together to support these local businesses. Instead of maybe funding these people who are looting, maybe we should take all the celebrity money that's donating to these bails and maybe put it into the people who are losing their businesses. Because that's what the suffering is. Let's come together in unity and maybe police ourselves a little bit and consider what we're doing to our towns and to our neighbors. Jillian, we have an election still coming. I know it seems crazy between the COVID-19 stuff and unemployment and now America's cities are on fire. We have November and it's coming really, really quickly. The Biden campaign, they're consistently ahead in the polling for whatever polls are worth. And they're basically hiding the guy in his basement because he's non-functional anymore. Are they going to be able to do the weekend at Bernie's thing all the way to an election win here? I have a hard time believing that's true, but it looks like it. Well, dude, he's back out there. He's back out. He's getting back out the last few days strong, um, which was shocking. I, we didn't know he was able to come from his basement. I think their, their safest thing is to put him back in the basement before he says too many wrong things. I think the best thing Biden can do for his campaign is to stay silent and to go back to that basement where he can uh, be yes, monitored. The, the, the pillar of any great campaign is not letting the candidate talk. That should work out really well for him. But in, in all seriousness, very true. on a national level, on a national level, I have Trump fans that write me all the time and they're extremely worried about what we've seen. Trump's fault or not Trump's fault, it doesn't matter. We have a chaos situation. We've had a chaos situation. Do you think he's handling all these things right? Has this got him thrown for an absolute loop? I think that, I mean, I really trust what the president does. I think it, it's shown the last few years that he's very successful. I think he's thinking things through. I think he's seeking the advice of others. And I trust that he'll handle this. I mean, under President Trump, these communities who are riding right now had never done better. We had job numbers that were so, you know, that were through the roof. We had, we literally had people, we had more jobs than people under Trump. The economy was booming under Trump. You know, he was securing our civil liberties, which to me is so important under Trump. He's been helping a lot of these communities that are now suffering because of the riots. But if anyone's gonna help with the rebound, it's gonna be Donald Trump based on his proven record and his ability to do so. If anyone's gonna get us out of this mess, I trust the man who has been a proven success the last three years to do it another four. Do we have a racial divide or do we have a media divide? Do we have an urban versus rural divide? I, I, I have a hard time, I'll be honest with you, figuring out do we if we have a racism problem or not. It doesn't look like it, but then so many people swear we do. I don't know. I'm as white as this piece of paper in my hands. You tell me. I mean, I think it's I think statistics we were looking at, um, a lot of people don't trust the cops, you know, maybe Black people don't trust the cops, and all you know. I forget the statistics saying that, but I mean, 
there's a heart problem. That's what I see. It's a heart problem. And what people are doing now, we're dividing each other. Instead of looking at the people that are helping each other, the neighbors that really do love you, we're putting stigmas on people that they hate me and I hate them and they hate them, so I should hate them too. I think it's a heart problem. And we all need to recognize the people that are lifting us up and what doesn't matter what color they are. And we, we need to heal the heart. We need to bring God and the fear of God back into people to really come together. Speaking of a heart problem, do you find it's hard on your heart to root for the Washington Redskins every football season? I was just I was on the phone with Daryl or my Pastor Daryl Scott earlier, who's from Ohio. So you're you're also an Ohioan, and I said I love everyone in Cleveland except for the Redskins or except for the Browns, but I'm a Redskins fan. I cheer for the Redskins. That's like my allegiance and it's tough but like i always say i grew up a cleveland fan i know what it's like to lose and i can handle that well let's hope your heart can hold up jillian anderson thank you so much for giving us some time tonight <laughs> all right thanks jesse and that's it for tonight we're going to be back and better than ever tomorrow well i mean isn't every single show better than the one before it that's just the nature of being me i'll see you then Newton Group Transfer, they are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. Uh, these stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. 
Com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com backslash live. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.